0: Welcome everybody to Damage Radio, heard here live on moncaradio.com where music reminds me. You already know me, I'm Marcy alongside my guest. This man is no stranger to completely Damage Radio, or your YouTube for instance. Uh, He is GTS wrestling superstar, sometimes known as the delivery boy, Tony Cheney, but we know him as El Campo Grande, Tony
1: Cheney. Welcome back to Damage Radio, man. Thank you, thank you for the proper intro. I appreciate that. You had to throw in the, the shades of the delivery boy, but you have to mention that I am El Capo Grande, the big boss, and there's no change in that. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing great, man. Like when I first saw you back at a Triple WA show with the pizza uh, boy gimmick and uh, you know the brick inside the pizza box, man. No one did it better than you, man. And, and that's what you caught my eye right away. And uh, to find out that uh, you knew my stuff, then. The brick's still there. I love it, man. you got to sign that and bring them to the shows, bro. Hey, man.
1: Hey, brother. I, they, I might have to give
0: it to you. I love it. I love it. Like, and when you did that, like, I mean, it's just like, I remember your feud when you had with, um, uh, I forget his, uh, at Triple W-A, the Roblox.
1: Chad yeah. McCoy. Yeah, no, yeah. we had a great feud. I loved wrestling him. I wrestled him three times in a row for the, uh, for the United States Hardcore Championship. And honestly, like, he, like, he really, like, brought out a fire in me that was, that was like, uh. It was different because at the time I actually just started training with uh, with the Wrestle Factory, uh, so like literally like I, I did my first match with him. Then the next day had my first day at the Wrestle Factory. Then by the time I had my next match with him, I had a whole you know couple like month like class of you know training in with the Wrestle Factory. So I had even more experience. I had even more to think about. Then by our third match, by that time like I was pretty much almost done with the course, and I had so much more to add to my. Re- it was very very cool time to, to even be doing anything. So honestly, I'm, I'm glad that you got to see it. No, I I feel you, man. And, uh, let's
0: dig, dig, let's dig deep down into your, uh, archives, man, of Tony Cheney and, uh, your feuds, uh, talk a bit about some of your feuds that you had and how each one was
1: special in your eyes. Wow. I mean, you know i've I've had some really cool feuds like over the uh, the last couple of years. I've been really fortunate to work with some really cool people. Uh, Roadblock Chad McCoy always comes to mind because of that reason, because of the the evolution of Tony Cheney was kind of forming at that time, you know what I mean, is a good way to put it. Uh, but I mean, the feud with uh, with Joey Angelo, who later became my tag team partner,, uh, we had some really, really good matches. And it led to us, you know, literally beating each other to a bloody pulp. And uh, at the end of it, we became the Royal Familia. And I always love that story because we kind of like it it took it took Francesca to to kind of smack us both up the head and, and grab us by our ears and say, guys, like you guys are fighting each other. But you guys both come from these Italian families. And you guys are both relentless. If you guys come together, you guys could be bigger than anything. And the World Familia is like three years old now. I mean, we're, we've been doing it for a while. And we even added Frankie Marinara, the uh, the King of Sauce style, recently. And uh, we actually just, uh, I'm not sure if you were there, but he debuted at Triple W a few months ago. So nice. uh, he, hopefully you'll be seeing more of him. But yeah, I mean, you know, like, I mean, I just, I love a good feud that that ends in a really good story. ends in a really good way that, that comes with that good payoff because that's always the best ba- i mean when it's just like something that's just kind of back and forth and it's bloody and it's like why like what's what's the reasoning to it like i mean like i i like you know like the blood and i like the the you know the the sweat and the the, the hardcore all that kind of stuff but it has to mean something to me and like you know like for me to do that with joey angelo it meant a lot you know
0: yeah and if you're going to put a story on you want to you don't want to go out there and do 20 minutes then the fans don't know what's going on or what the future holds. If you put a story on, you tell a story in that ring, they're gonna want more. Exactly. And your body's gonna appreciate it more. Because of what you're doing, you're going to put yourself through, you
1: know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And even uh, even the uh, the mini feud that I had with Tony Atlas. Uh because mm. I, I got to he was doing a um, a virtual autograph signing and I came and interrupted it in the middle of the live feed and and told them off in front of everybody and started screaming that he was old and out of shape and and that he's got to take things more seriously and everything. And, you know, we had this whole big thing where we were going back and forth with promos. And then we finally had the big match. And that led to a big moment where we added Jay The Key Evans to the mob squad. And that's what I'm saying. Everything, when it culminates into something big like that, and there's a big moment that, that nobody sees coming, that twist. Jay The Key Evans was there to, to be the enforcer of Tony Atlas. All of a sudden, bam, he turns on Tony Atlas, punches him in the face... And now you got a story to tell. And like, like I just, there's nothing better than a good story to tell. I mean, I really, I get passionate about it for sure.
0: No, so with the mob squad, what was your um, intentions while forming this and getting this group
1: together as dominant force in your eyes? You know, I'm glad that I'm glad that you asked that because uh, a lot of people need to know what's the difference between the Royal Familia and the mob squad. And it's a good thing that you asked that because the Royal Familia obviously formed before the Mob Squad. The Royal Familia is just that. It's my family. It's the Familia. And sometimes, yeah, family's always there for you, but sometimes family's got to do what they got to do. They're on their own. But... You could always count on your business associates, the people that you put in your corner for business. That's the mob squad. Those are the people that I put myself behind, and I put them, I put them out there. And I and there's money to be made. There's there's people to be to be whacked, if you will. You know what I mean? The mob squad, they're a unit. You know what I mean? While the familia is just that, they're they're family. Right. Well, speaking of the mob squad, let's talk about. The real leader,
0: Francesca. Like, talk about what it means to have her in your corner and have your back through professional wrestling and in general.
1: Of course. Well, me and, uh, me and Francesca are the only two members of both the Mob Squad and the Familia because obviously we're family in a sense that, you know, obviously we're, we're going to be getting married. Uh, we're building a family of our own. And Congratulations, and by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was supposed to happen last year, but because of COVID, you know, we're we're trying to uh, find a good time to where we could still have a nice celebration. We don't want to rush anything. But uh, but regardless, um, and it was actually supposed to be a wrestling show. I'm not sure if you knew, but uh, the wedding was supposed to be a wrestling show. So we still want to try to do something cool like that. So we we really don't want to rush it. We want to make sure it's really cool. But regardless, um, Francesca, I mean, without her, I don't know what I'll, what I would do. I mean, she she helps me. She helps me get into the ring. She helps me get out. You know what I mean? And that, I mean that in every sense of the way. I mean, like, she helps me, you know, get my mind straight before I get into the ring. She helps me I'm in the ring. You know, if I need somebody to look at it, and I know I could always look to the crowd, but if I look to Francesca and Francesca's guiding me along and helping me out, I mean, the, the sky's the limit. And having someone support your dream, which is huge, especially in the professional wrestling business. Of course, of course, and you know you don't always get that, and uh, yeah. that's why that's why I knew I had to propose. I mean, you know, we we started dating before I was wrestling, before she was wrestling. She was already a fan. I was already a fan when she was three years old. Her her parents used to, her, her parents told me that she used to run around yelling "Sabu, Sabu" when she was three. because her parents used to go to the ECW shows. So, I mean, it's like, it's cool. It was just kind of meant to be, you know, we, we found right. each other. She was, she was an actress. So she already had that, that, you know, that mentality of, of knowing how to get into a character and it just kind of worked out, you know, and, and, uh, the fact that she wanted to learn the wrestling, I mean, that, that just made it even better because it just makes
0: her a better performer. So having the wedding at the 2300 arena, it just makes sense. That would be crazy. That would be That's insane. Yeah. You never know. Right. So, uh, First of all, thanks so much, man, for giving me your time tonight. Uh overall, uh, how 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 have you been, man? How
1: have you been with everything going on? I'm good. I'm doing good, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just working. I'm I'm working in both senses, you know, in the shoot job and in the in the ring. And uh I take I take the uh the in the ring work as a shoot job. I take it very seriously and uh I'm always thinking about it. But I do have some other stuff on the rise, you know, I have some other interests that I've been uh, poking into and I've always had other interests other than wrestling but uh, it's actually come to my attention uh, recently, like a good friend of mine that I've known now for the last five years, he doesn't even know what kind of music I listen to, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, because I'm always talking about wrestling, it's always, like wrestling's always on my mind, which is a good thing. but. I can't lose sight of the things that I, you know, that I love, that I used to be, that I used to cherish. Uh, in high school and in middle school, I used to be in a band. I used to be a singer. You know, like I, I, I still love doing it. I still love going out and doing karaoke and having a good time. You know, it's like it, the people don't know that about me. So, like, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, even with that vlog uh, that we were talking about earlier, you know, try to sh- figure out something to where I can showcase more of who Tony Cheney really is. Uh, because there's a lot more to me. I mean, I love wrestling. And, and, uh, if you look at my YouTube, I mean, it's, it's literally like wrestling, 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 wrestling all in the history. And, you know, because that's, you know, what I consume a lot of my time with, but you'll get to see soon. And we'll talk about it later because I, I, uh, I, you know, I put it in the notes that, uh, I am going to be opening a new channel next year. Uh, And uh, things are going to be You know interesting So I mean obviously The wrestling's not going to stop Everything's still going to be On my Tony Cheney YouTube channel Which you can subscribe to now If you go check it out But uh, obviously you could also go Check me out on Twitter and Instagram Gotta put that in there But at the same time guys uh, You know I have other interests We're all human And uh, I'm excited for you guys To see more of who Tony Cheney is
0: Well give us a little snippet right now man About Tony Cheney Like uh, music wise What are you bumping to lately?
1: Lately, wow! I mean, uh, honestly, like this is the funny part. I can't, i don't know really, like the names of the artists of today. Like, I can't like sit there and tell you like, oh, this person, that person. But like, if I'm listening to like modern radio, I like some of that. But I also like—I mean, I I love listening to Sublime and yes. uh, Pepper, and also I really enjoy the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And uh, I mean, I also enjoy stuff like Nirvana and the Foo Fighters and Alice in Chains. And uh, I mean, I also like I also listen to some weird stuff sometimes. Like I'll go and listen to like like uh, like Dutch music and like, you know, I really like really interesting stuff like i i like the interesting sounds of like you know like like indian music and like all that kind of i like to really listen to like classical music anything like that like that's like musical and has like almost builds a story without words you know what i mean i like that kind of gotcha. stuff so. you know Hopefully. there's a whole bunch of stuff that i like to listen to uh, i'm even trying to start to get to uh into country a little bit more but i mean there's you know it's 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 a little iffy there's some that's just too much there's some that's just right but i feel like that's with every music you know
0: well with, with a little glass of whiskey and some country music you can't go wrong so as long exactly. as you're in the right frame of mind
1: yeah, yeah. exactly
0: yeah. yeah but yeah see I, i've been listening to um a lot of independent art as well like ollie or atlas or um i just went down to the uh the Fillmore, the foundry actually down um down south philly and uh saw uh three punk bands That that no one really knows about, like Belmont, Action Arcade, and uh, In Your Arms. And it was cool just to be at a different scene, seeing a mosh pit for the first time, and uh, how they beat each other up, and then they'll hug each other. Like, I was so, like, perplexed with that. I I, I, I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah, it's almost like wrestling, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: definitely. So, coming from an Italian family, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, it was actually really good. Uh, I went over to my mom's and she cooked and, you know, I mean, you know how that is, you know, she cooked, uh, pretty much a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I had a little you can't bit leave of this. the table until you, until you're done eating your plate, right? Yeah, pretty much. And then there's more for dessert, you know? So it, you got to save room, but it's, it was good. Uh, we had pumpkin cheesecake for dessert and we had, you know, regular cheesecake. It was very good. It was homemade pumpkin cheesecake, no bake. My mom, uh, she, she can, she can really cook. She's a very good cook. Got a Go to give a shout out to her and i'm sure she'll love that now how do they support your professional wrestling dreams um well as far as my mom goes i, I told her uh personally that she doesn't have to come to the shows because she's always very you know skittish about seeing the wrestling and i totally totally 100 percent understand that but she's still really super supportive of me and uh you know i mean like my sister something that uh people might not know my sister is a paraplegic uh, which means that she's paralyzed from the waist down it's from a car accident that happened when she was five. I wasn't born yet, uh, she's older than me. But um, I mean, my mom was a part of that car accident and you know, it's just like, I think it's something in her brain. She doesn't want to watch me kind of asking for it. You know what I mean? That was a car accident and I go out there in the ring and I almost ask for it every single time, you know? So it's, it's tough for her, but at the same time, like that being said, she's still really supportive. You know, she'll get my shirts. And she'll, you know, share my stuff and, and you know, she'll try to look at the pictures and and uh, she just doesn't like to watch the videos, really, is, is the big thing. Like if it's like a, if it's something of me beating someone up or getting beat up, she doesn't want to see it. But yeah. if it's like me, you know, coming to the ring and I got a smile on my face and the title up or whatever, then she's cool with that.
0: Now, is that part of where you get your inspiration from?
1: I mean the the Italian side of me of course I mean my whole gimmick is based off of you know like who I grew up with my 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 Italian family and uh my nonna uh who passed away when I was 13 or or 12 um she was a huge inspiration as far as like she didn't watch wrestling but my nonno did and my nonno passed away my uh, nonna and nonno is grandma and grandpa for those of you who don't know in Italian yeah. uh right. but uh, my nonno passed away um, before I was born, but he loved Bruno San Martino. It was his favorite wrestler of all time. He believed in Bruno San Martino. He believed that Bruno San Martino was the real deal. He was legit. There was nobody that could stop Bruno San Martino. And my nonna would tell me about that and it fired me up. I mean, it made me want to represent the same way that Bruno San Martino did. And obviously, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to capture the WWE Championship for eight years, but at the same time, I want to do the best I can to bring Italian heritage forward and keep it going because I mean, there's, there's Italian wrestlers out there still like Mike, Mike Verna. He's, he's an Italian wrestler and he puts out there that he's Italian and everything. And there's other people, uh, who's that, who's that new guy? Um, uh, oh my gosh, the new guy on, uh, NXT.
0: I know he talked about, I forget the name.
1: Oh, I can't, I can't remember his name right now either, but anyway, regardless, um, he's you know he's doing a good job too and they I mean nunzio's still out there doing his thing and, and it's like yeah. it's really cool that um that I'm gonna kind of be in that you know in that name like okay the Italian wrestlers Tony Chini's in there you know what I mean because I, I want to be representative of that and like when you think about it yeah those guys are out there but who's like like who's that big Italian star right now who's that big Italian guy like you know what I mean like that's that's what I gotta push for I gotta push to like, if I get to that point that I want to be and I get to the top, I don't want to leave that behind. Like, that's coming with me. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody's going to know. Like, you know, like when, uh, like when for instance, when, when Jinder Mahal won the WWE championship, you know what I mean? He was representing India very heavily, but he's not from India. He's from Canada. and But he's Indian. And he didn't forget that, and he brought that with him, and that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say I'm I'm here from Italy, you know what I mean? I'm I'm not trying to say any of that. I don't want to claim false anything, but like I am Italian, I'm very proud of it. And if that comes with me to the top, then I'm gonna be very proud of that too. Because if my nonna was here, she might not like the wrestling. She might smack me a few for the uh, for wrestling, but uh, but if I'm representing Italy, then she'll probably she would be with it.
0: You know, so if given the opportunity to go to uh, New Japan or AEW, or if WWE is still around, you know, with all the releases going on, uh, how much creative control are you willing to give up of your Italian heritage and who you are to make it to the top?
1: You know, this is the thing. Like when, I, as I look at it with uh, with WWE. It's it's like if you're if you're going to join the WWE, I feel like you have to go in with a mindset knowing that you're joining a television show, you're not joining a wrestling roster Uh, and and you're going to be playing whatever character they're casting you to be. And that's the bottom line. So if you can go in there with that mindset, then I feel like you're not going to come out being disappointed, because if I go to the WWE, then that's how I'm going to look at it. It's it's like, of course, I'm going to be wrestling and that's what I'm going to be doing. But I'm also I'm getting a role on a television show, and however they're going to cast me, they're going to cast me. But once I leave the WWE, then I'm still going to be who I want to be, what I want to be. And if they want to still be able to let me represent the Italian heritage, then I would love that. Then, you know what I mean? Then that would be great. But in the long run, right now, with all those releases, with everything that's going on, WWE just doesn't seem like the smartest option right now. I mean, yeah. you know, what I mean? like I mean if they needed if they need an extra, you know what I mean? Like I'm there. Like I, I want to put in the work, you know what I mean, to to show that I can be one of your top 10 guys that you don't want to get rid of. You know what I mean? I'm sure they have their guys. They have their mainstream guys, they have their mid-card guys and everybody else is expendable. And that's scary. But if if you can prove yourself, then, you know, maybe you can get up to that mid-card or that top whatever it is, but sometimes it takes a couple tries and I'm willing to do that. But you got to be a company guy. But when it comes down to something like where I want to be as a professional wrestler, I don't even think about WWE anymore because of that mindset, because of, you know, like I said, that's like being cast in a TV show. But as far as wrestling goes, I have like a top three right now that I'd love to work for the NWA, because the NWA is it's wrestling it's heritage it's that's wrestling that's not a television show that's a wrestling show professional wrestling show that's been around for years and years i know that it, you know it kind of fell out for a while but now billy corgan's bring it back and he he's brought it back not bringing it he is. He's brought it back and it's and i mean it came to st louis again i mean it's literally they did wrestling at the chase which i got to wrestle for one of the original promoters for wrestling at the chase herb simmons and I know how much it means to them wrestling at the chase and how much St. Louis wrestling means to them. I got to see the St. Louis wrestling hall of fame and it's huge out there. And, and for them to be doing stuff like that, I want to be a part of that for sure. So NWA, that's one of my number ones right there. Next, I, I'm going to have to say impact because I grew up on impact Impact's still around. I love impact. And I got to say, it's my dog's favorite wrestling show because when I leave the house, I know it's weird, and my dog, I know that she's been in frame sometimes. But when I leave the house and we have to put something on for the dog, I I really – I'm not even joking for you right now. One of the things that calms her down the most is Slammiversary 2005. We put that on, and she is totally calm. She'll lay down. She'll watch. Slammiversary 2005. So my goal is to be on Impact, be on Slammiversary for my dog. That's what I want to be. And if Impact is watching this, I want you to know that. It's a so does you have a favorite match of Slammiversary or you know what? Honestly, I mean, I know that she likes them all, but uh, I think that Alex Shelley versus Shocker is uh, one of her favorites. Yeah, I, mean, I that's, agree. She, she likes that technical uh, standoff and, and the finish with the uh, with the pin is just outstanding. That's what she says, at least. But yeah. uh, regardless, uh, number three, and uh, this is not an exact order. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying these are my top three. But number three, I'm going to have to say, of course, AEW, because AEW is killing it right now. And you know, it's just bottom line. AEW is killing it. They're giving people opportunities. They're not signing a whole bunch of people, but they're giving people those opportunities. And it's one of those things, like I said before, even with the WWE thing, that if you shine on those opportunities enough times, you're going to get what you deserve. Fuego del Sol. How many times did he have the opportunities to just come in, get squashed, lose the match, never hit his finisher, whatever, and then bam, one day he wins. He gets yeah. his contract. Now he's in a tag team. All this, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, he gets a storyline, TNT title. It's, you know, what I, like Like all this stuff is because he just kept coming back. He never quit. And he was persistent. And I'm willing to do that. You know what I mean? I'm willing to be persistent. And, you know, I've, I've been very consistent the past I mean since 2018 I started in 2018 like I mean I I started training in 2017 started doing shows in 2018 and and with the exception of a few months with COVID I did not stop wrestling was always out there even with COVID once we were able to do it safely we start we were doing it with GTS I was still making content wrestling content might not been in front of a crowd but I was still doing it and then once we had a show it was in New Jersey it was a drive-in show and all the people came in. They came in with their cars because we still couldn't be around people. We did right. that. You know what I mean? We did whatever we could to, to put on shows, and I never stopped. And I want to show now that I've done it with all these companies, you know what I mean, that, that might not be as well known. I want to show these companies like NWA, like TNA, like AEW that I have what it takes to – I want to come back. I want to get beat up. I want to come back again. I want to come back again and again and again, and I don't want to stop so you know if if that's what they're looking for that's what i'm trying to do so now how do you feel like you've grown since 2017 to the end
0: of 2021 as a professional wrestler
1: it's really funny that you asked that because i was watching some old footage back just the other day and even thinking like even just watching i was watching actually my first match of this year even and i was just thinking of all the things that i would do differently just from my first match of this year all the things that I just learned just in this one year alone and like each year I feel like you know like I'm able to like you know kind of absorb enough to be like all right if I look at my first match from this year to my last match from this year there's this much stuff that's improved and it just keeps getting you know like up and up and up and it's cool to watch that improvement but I know that I see a lot of people that sometimes they get to this point and then it just stays it flat lines I don't want to get to that point I want to keep going keep going. You never stop learning. And there's some people I even see, they come from here and they go down and I definitely don't want to be that guy. So, you know, I I just got to do whatever it takes to keep learning. But, you know, from 2017 training, barely able to take a back bump, learning how to front roll, learning how to back roll, hitting my, the back of my head, uh, actually giving myself a black eye doing my first ever face bump, you know, yeah, I, I went and I did a face bump and my hand was too close and I uh, thumbed myself right in the eye and I gave myself a black eye. Uh, I, I gave out my shoulder doing an up and over, you know, I I did, there was a lot of things that I just, I wasn't physically ready. I, you know what I mean? But I never stopped. I just kept coming back for more and more. And you know, that that's, I've kept that mentality all the way up until now. And I can definitely see an improvement, you know? Yeah.
0: Now to some of these kids, you are already a superstar. Uh, do you have any cool uh, memories or stories that you can share from one of these past shows that you've been in since 2018?
1: Uh, You know, uh, I mean, there's, (laughs) I mean, honestly, there's a lot of really cool memories, but like one that I'm thinking of right now is actually when I was out in Las Vegas uh, this past year um, to do the motion capture with Rob Van Dam. But since you wanted a memory from a show, I did a show out there, but I, uh, it was only a battle Royal. I was thrown in last second because the school that we were going to be filming the motion capture at was doing a show the day before. And they're inside of a shopping mall. So mm. we're in the shopping mall. Uh, the, you know, They throw me in the Battle royal last second, which is really cool because it's my first time ever wrestling in Las Vegas. So nobody knows me out there. Uh, but there was actually one person who did know me. He came up to me after the show, and it was really, really cool for somebody all the way out there to know me. Yeah. But regardless, um, I'm, like, I'm doing this Battle royal. And the first thing I do, I come out the curtain. I see a camera right here, and I just start yelling at it. You know what I mean? And that's then like I just I found every camera I could, just start yelling at it. Found every person I could, start yelling at them. There was this dude smacking my ass. I mean, there there was there was a lot of characters in this battle royal. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of it, I got eliminated. Not at the end of it, but you know, in the middle of it, I got eliminated. At the end of the show, though, three kids come up to me. And I'm thinking, wow, there's more people who know who I am. That's really cool. They had no idea who I was. This was a really cool story because they told me that they, they saw me from the battle royal and wanted to stay afterwards to say hello to me. And wow. something cool like, like that, that I felt about that was that in a battle royal, there's 20 other people in that ring with me. There are 20 other people, maybe even more other people in that ring with me. And for some reason... I stood out enough that they wanted to sit down and wait for me to come out of the curtain to say hello and talk to me. That to me meant so much because it was like, like I, I felt in that moment, like I did something like that those 20 other people didn't do to catch these three people's attention so much that they wanted to do this. Yeah. And that meant the world to me. It really did the fact that they didn't know who I was, I was shocked because I talked to them for a good like ten minutes before I didn't know that they had not known me before that yeah, so it was just it was a very cool moment for sure. Yeah, are those just
0: some of the few things that you enjoy most about doing what you do
1: Yeah, I mean, fan interactions like that I mean, we were talking about it even before uh before we started rolling. I mean you know we I had a fan interaction at a triple w a a uh, couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was, you know, the thing is, is, is this, this kid was being very, he was being very loud. He was screaming. He was, you know, it was very um, distracting, if you will. But at the same time, like I said, like, even though I was, you know, I was trying to diffuse the situation, I wasn't trying to tell him, you know, get out of here or anything like that, because at the end of the day, this, like, this kid is so excited to see me that he's screaming and yelling that like, I, I, I why, who would I be to be like, get out of here? You know yes. what I mean? Like, like I have to give him the time of day and you know what I mean? He was being very overbearing for a while, but at the same time, there is no overbearing. I mean, like, they, like, if you think of that, that that's overbearing, then you're in the wrong business because there's going to be kids. Like if you, if you get big, if you get Roman Reigns, John Cena big. You don't think that there's gonna be overbearing kids. You don't think there's gonna be overbearing people. There's gonna be overbearing adults even that are gonna come up to you, wanna to talk to you, wanna interact with you. You have to you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to give them your time. And you also have to be able to to separate your time and not give them all your time. At some point I had to tell them, all right, man, I want to say hello to some other people. That's how that's how I didn't tell them get out of here. I said, Hey man, I really wanna say hello to some other people, man. I I really, really appreciate you. Maybe I'll come back and say hello. And I did. I came back at the end of the show because that was intermission. At the end of the show, I went back. I made sure I said goodbye, and that's it. You just have to sometimes guide them along and and not be so rude about it. You know what I mean? I see some people right. that that just kind of shoo people away, and I hate that because that, is, was, that
0: just, is that just your personality coming out, or is that just
1: that's your yeah, that's that's not that's not as much Tony Cheney as it is me because uh, like I like I just always think of it as me. Like I mean, I, I like I've had wrestlers where i got really excited and i ran up to them it's like i was so excited to meet them and then all of a sudden it's just like like all right you buying something all right yeah, see you later yeah the well, last sucked you know what i mean i just i just spent you know 25 on this ticket literally to see you and you just told me to screw off yeah buy something or screw off i bought a ticket i i, I bought the time to see you if those people bought a ticket they bought the time to see me so I'm going to give them that time, and that's it. You know what I mean? It's, it, is, it is me, but it's also it's business. That's just how it is in a business sense. If you want to look at it in a business sense, those people bought your time. You know what I mean? And now you can sell them more things within that time. You have time to sell them more things, but they already purchased your time. Right. Another cool thing about this business is doing
0: good stuff for charity. Last
1: month you did a part of a show
0: of UWC, Toys for Tots. Talk about that experience and what that meant for
1: you. Oh, you know, uh, this was my fourth year doing toys for tots with UWC and I just, I mean, every year I just love it. I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal because not only are we doing something for like all these people by, you know, I mean, we filled up, I think it was like, I think like 20 something boxes of toys. I mean, that's, then that's huge. And we also raised a lot of money. I, I can't remember exactly how much, but, it's just it's such a nice gesture, and it's such a nice thing to to be able to do, and and even the uh, the the admission for the people to get in is just toys. They just have yeah. to bring toys to donate, and that's such a good thing. It's a selfless thing, and and that's one of those things that I love to do. And like the people, like the the people of UWC, like not just the people that I work with, that like the wrestlers and the staff, but the the people, the fans. I mean, like they're all family to me, especially in that day. I mean, like the the one time I remember. When me and Fran uh were renting our first house, uh one of the you know the fans found out about it, and there's like a raffle at the end of the day to, or to you know to raise more money, but there's like giveaways and they want a Christmas tree and they gave it to us wow. because we got, our, we got our first house, and that was and we still have the Christmas tree we had to move out of the house and we're looking for a new place, but that's besides the point the gesture of them being like Like, you know, we, we know you're in real life. This is what you're going, like, this is what you're doing. And we want you to have this. I mean, it was a very emotional moment. It really was. And like, it it really made us know that those fans are not only there just to to see wrestling. I mean, they're there to make a connection with you. And that's a powerful thing.
0: Definitely. Now I'm going to say a a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, Maven.
1: Oh, phenomenal. Really, really nice guy. Mob Squad. Powerful. GTS.
0: Wacky. Pizza. Not anymore. Completely damaged. Watch it every day. AEW. Check me out. COVID. <laughs> Check out of here. Yeah. So, okay, on that note, when um, last AAA, AAA, Thanks, Triple W.H.O. I saw you. I met your tag team partner. Uh, Talk about how you ended up tagging with him and uh, what it means to you to tag with him. And he basically was with you since a a long time.
1: Yeah, uh, well, a very long time. For those of you who don't know, uh, the person that he's talking about, because I do have a lot of partners between the family and the Mob Squad, is Mob Squad member Zach Ruby. uh, The gem, the greatest ever made. Uh, you know, all the, he's uh, honestly, you know, I got to put it past him uh, real quick. Uh, I've known Zach since we were five years old. We we rode on the bus together yeah. and it, we were best friends ever since. We did short films together and, and we we went to the mall and got into trouble and we did so much fun stuff, you know, as kids. And uh, the funny part is that growing up, we never really connected through wrestling. We connected through like everything but wrestling. Like we did, you know, all this other crazy stuff together, but Wrestling was something that I always loved and he just kind of tolerated. But later on in life, uh, he went to the army after high school and he got into really, really good physical shape. He was already in decent physical shape. Like, as you know, before going to the army, he was a skinny kid. But then he went there, he got, you know, n- like nice and muscular and then he got toned and everything. And then when he left, uh, it was due to a medical discharge. So it was kind of beyond his control. But uh, he ended up starting, you know, wrestling. And, I mean, it was really just because he started coming to GTS and uh, just coming to watch me. And then they wanted to use him in a scene, you know, as an army man because he was in the army at the time. He, it was before he got discharged. So he was just, he was just hanging out just on leave. And uh, they wanted him to do a scene as an army man coming out because, you know, GTS is crazy like that. So they had him be private parts. And uh, he came out and disarmed this clown of his gun. And it was crazy you know what i mean so uh he ended up having you know a lot of fun and coming back and then for a while when i was renting my old house i had a ring in the backyard and i needed somebody to train with so i asked him i was like do do you want to learn some stuff so i can kind of you know i'll teach you pretty much enough that you need to know in order to kind of help me out and he's like yeah that's fine because he didn't he didn't have any interest in actually wrestling but he thought that that would be fine But then he started learning and picking up things really, really quickly and really just naturally. And uh, he just got better with it. He developed his own character. There was a couple different characters in between. But uh, he ended up finding Zach Ruby. And, I mean, now he's doing really good for himself as far as, like, wrestling. I mean, most of the stuff that he does is with me or the Mob Squad. But at the same time, I mean, that just makes Zach Ruby exclusive. You know what I mean? And that's that's a really cool thing. And uh, to kind of say that, you know, like – like, I almost accidentally trained him, it, you know what I mean? It's kind of funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just kind of happened that way. And then it just, he started learning from other people and started, you know, just doing seminars. And then it, it, just, it just kind of escalated from there. And then he ended up, his first wrestling match in front of a live crowd was in CZW. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was in a battle royal, uh, the memorial show for Lyle C. Williams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he just, he showed up, he had his gear, they put him in. And it, it was his first show in CZW. And I was like, dude, like, how do you pull that off, man? Like, you didn't yeah. even watch wrestling growing up. And now you're debuting for CZW right now. Yeah. Like, it, it was crazy. So uh, me and Zach, uh, we go way back. And it's it's cool that now not only have we teamed up, but we've also gotten to face each other one-on-one. And uh, that was also a really good match if you guys want to check that out on my YouTube channel. Uh, and, you know, it's just – it's really cool to, to go through that journey with my best friend, you know,
0: definitely. And have someone that you trust in this business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about that. Um, balancing out your time between your shoe job, between professional wrestling and through life. I, I know it sometimes takes forever to learn that balance. Have you figured out that
1: balance yet? Well, um, I was super fortunate in the very beginning because when I first started training, I kind of, like, at the job that I had, I was making my own schedule. So it was super easy for me to just say, okay, well, I need these days off and these days on, and that's it. But then, obviously, I ended up leaving that job, and I was really nervous. I remember I walked up. Uh, I was I was going to apply for Wawa, and I don't work there anymore. I was only working there at the time, and it was when I was very fresh into wrestling. Like, I was still, like, first starting. I just pretty much had... Like, stopped my first training and started doing GTS. So, I wasn't even doing many live shows yet or anything. But, um, I remember going up to them for Wawa and I did the interview and everything. And at the very end of the interview, I pretty much mentioned, by the way, I can't really be around on weekends. And that's not a something that, uh, that people want to hear when you're yeah, applying for a job. Yeah. And, uh, I told them why though. I was honest with them. I told them that it's because, you know, I'm, I'm wrestling and I, I want to do this professionally. And, uh, they ended up being fans. And uh, the one actually was ended up being a GTS fan. His kids watch GTS. And so that totally just helped me out. And they were like, yeah, whatever you need. Yeah, and they just they gave me my schedule. And then I ended up transferring Wawa's. And they made sure that my schedule transferred with me so that they couldn't change it. And, uh, I mean, they, they really hooked me up. And uh, I still talk to the one manager today. And he he goes to shows. And he's a really cool dude. But, uh, but yeah, and then uh, now... I, I kind of, I have like a different job. I, you know, I'm a waiter uh, at the Outback, which is really cool. I, I actually, I really like it there and I'm making uh, pretty good money there, which is awesome. And uh, the thing is, um, they were really cool and understanding about it too. The, uh, the manager, I just, this is the thing. I'm very adamant about it. Like w- when I was applying for jobs, there was so many jobs that I did apply for and they told me, okay, we can't do this. Have a good day yeah. because I'm very adamant about these are the days that I need off. Sometimes I need more than these days off. And I'm going to let you know as much as I can, but this is what I need to do. And this is my top priority. And I'm very, very adamant about that. And they need to know that I'm not going to bullshit anybody. I'm not going to tell them, Oh, you know, you come first and whatever. Like, it's like at the end of the day, if I get a big opportunity with wrestling, then like, I want a job that understands that. And right now the job that I have at without back, they're super cool about it. They're, they're really, awesome. really understanding about it. And that they're interested in what I do. And, So it's it's a good thing. Definitely. Now, um, wrestling aside, do you have a favorite quote that you live by? I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I am not. Wow. Explain more about that. Uh, It's Well, I was talking earlier about Nirvana and uh, that's a Cobain quote. Uh, And he, I mean, like I always listen to a lot of his quotes, but that was one that always stuck out to me as a kid. Uh, Because I just I realized that, you know, in middle school and high school, there's a lot of kids that even now in life, there's a lot of people that that go around and they try to they kind of put on this facade like they don't you know, they're trying to be something that they're not or they're trying to, you know, amp themselves up about this or that to be cool or trying to get in the, uh, the jump on the bandwagon, if you will and i was just never about that i was always about you know not a lot of people in my school liked wrestling i liked wrestling not a lot of people in my school liked nirvana i liked nirvana you know i was that different person i had my friends that liked that stuff too and they were those different people and those are the people i hung out with i didn't i didn't like i wasn't like an outcast like i didn't like hate on those people or anything like that like i was still friendly with everybody i was kind of one of those people but i also i had my group you know what i mean and like i always felt that way like i mean if there were people out there like like i said i was always friendly with people so if i was doing my own thing and i was being me and you hated on me for it then you're hating me you're not hating someone that i'm trying to be and i don't need you in my life if that's the case you know what i mean so that's that's kind of the same way uh you know i felt my whole life i always just try to be myself and uh You know that that's why you know a lot of people tell me like, well, why do you why do you always you know take your time? Why do you always like you know talk to the fans and do this and that? Like people people really say that stuff, you know. And it's like, for me, I think that's weird. It's like, why wouldn't I? Those are the people that are paying to see me. Those are the people that put their money into me. That's that's my those are the people. Like what what else? What am I doing without those people? I'm literally just sitting here grabbing you for nothing in front of nobody without these people. So. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like, sure. you know, I always just—I'd rather just be myself than, and just go out there and—and and if if you like it, you like it. If you don't, then move on. Yeah,
0: and I can totally agree with you. Like, cause some people might not like my style of how I interview when I do live video, but like for me, as a fan growing up, I want to know your story. I want to know your favorite matches. What inspired you to pursue wrestling? And they're like, why do you always ask the same questions? But they don't understand is. You don't know who you're interviewing until two to three minutes before. So why do so much research on someone? Instead, have basic questions that you know will get answered in two to three minutes, and that's Damn. the hardest part. People don't realize what you do, what you your grind, and what you got to go through. They just want to believe what they want to believe in their mom's basement
1: everybody has a different story and uh yeah. you know it's it's and it's interesting to hear them for sure like i, I really like to you can ask the same question to a hundred people and get a hundred different answers and it's exactly. the beauty of it you know what i mean you, especially in this business there's so many different stories like nobody has the same wrestling story as me it's finding big al in a random bar at the moose lodge and You know, two years later, training out of school with him. That's you don't do that. You don't just find nine one one at the bar. Like, it's just that's that's an interesting story. There's people who have stories like that. And if you ask me, how did I get into wrestling? And you ask, you know, uh, I'm just using an example, you know, Roddy Piper, how he got into wrestling. We have two different stories. It's the same question, but we're two way different people. (laughs) You know, you're going to get two way different answers. And that's people don't have to complain about that. You know, that's silly. Yeah. One likes, to,
0: like, one likes to chew bubblegum and kick butt, and
1: he's all out of bubblegum,
0: and you just like to kick butt. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm all out of a lot of things, so I just kick yep. people's butts. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So let's talk about Future, man. Uh,
0: your YouTube channel coming out next year. How excited are you for it? Um, what can the fans expect, and what's something the fans might not expect
1: that you might be doing with it? So uh, as I was saying before, uh, I do want to try to find something that's a little bit different um and you know a little bit like different than wrestling you know not not a wrestling content because i'm still going to be putting out wrestling content as myself but i wanted something extra to work on something that i'm also passionate about and that something is actually horror like horror movies scary movies stuff like that i love it I, i really really enjoy and have a passion for that kind of stuff uh, I actually really have a passion to one day be in a horror movie, so I'm actually uh, going to be maybe pursuing some acting classes soon. Uh, my sister, who I was talking about earlier, actually lives out in Los Angeles, and she's an actress. She's been on, uh, she's been in a movie with Joaquin Phoenix before. Uh, she was, uh, she was on a couple shows on Netflix. She was on comedy Bang Bang, you know. Wow. So like, it kind of. I guess, runs in the family, I guess you could say. But, you know, I mean, not really. But at the same time, uh, it's definitely something I was always interested in other than wrestling. So what I want to do with this new channel is a lot of horror content and uh, a lot of different, you know, maybe reviews on horror movies or reviews on horror things. Uh, I just went to HorrorCon uh, this past um, two months ago and got a lot of cool things signed, met a lot of cool people. So that gave me the idea for next HorrorCon in April. uh, I'm going to vlog it. And I'm gonna walk you through the whole experience, and I'm gonna try to maybe get some interviews going, maybe with a couple people, uh, you know, not to steal anything from completely damaged. Oh no, no, man. But uh, but you know, I mean, like I was thinking of maybe asking some interesting, unique questions that have to do with wrestling, but to these horror icons, you know, for instance, like if if you ask Michael Myers, like what would Michael Myers finisher be? You know what I mean? Like that's an interesting question. Who who thinks of that? You know what I mean? So it would be cool to hear it from somebody like somebody who played michael myers you know what i mean or you know just like little things like that i'm trying to think of and uh something unique that's that's a little bit different than uh you know than your average podcast or your average uh youtube channel so i'm going to be trying to do some stuff like that i'm going to be making some makeshift animatronics that I that i'm going to be doing like uh some stuff that you could do at home just basic animatronics that you could put out for halloween and uh really cool stuff you know i i just love that kind of stuff i, I just recently um I don't, I don't remember if I was telling you about it, though. Yeah, I was. Uh, Plex is a new... Yeah. Like, I, I guess it's not new. I guess it's been around for a while. It's like a streaming thing where you can uh, take like files from your own computer and your own laptop and stream it, almost like Netflix. So I just downloaded all of the Freddy's Nightmares TV series, uh, season one and season two. So I'm going to be watching those. Maybe I'll do a review. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming out. And I was thinking about maybe even doing some music content as well, because uh, yeah. I used to play music a lot. Um I have to shout out Drax Mason. I don't usually like to, something about me that's weird, I don't like to accept a lot of gifts, but a friend of mine, Drax Mason, he went out and he got me a bass guitar because he knew that I had to sell mine a couple years ago, and uh, I don't want to let it sit there and do nothing. So I was thinking about maybe doing some jam sessions, posting that for the fans, and uh, just just some interesting stuff that's kind of off the grid, you know? Right. Well, I just
0: got a bass guitar, and I'm trying to learn myself. So that's funny you said that.
1: Nice. So that's nice. pretty cool.
0: Yep. Nice. And uh, my friend is actually an up-and-coming horror director. Hey. Uh, he's, he's been doing a lot of stuff for Crypt TV and all that stuff. So.
1: Well, link me up. Tell yeah, him. Yeah,
0: I definitely will, man. Stunts. I definitely will. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so let's talk about something else exciting in your life. Uh, virtual Basement and the Wrestling Code has recently opened up the doors for you. Uh, it's a motion capture you did with RVD. You got the shirt on right now. Kurt Angle, Anthony Green, Ruckus, and more. Talk about that process, you know, being all hooked up. And uh, what was it like for you? And this is still kind of surreal for you.
1: Oh, man. I mean, every time I think about it, I, I truly get chills. I really, really do. Uh, I'm wearing the shirt right now, which you can get on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, if you go on the Wrestling Coach's uh, own personal page, you can get this shirt that I'm wearing right now. Please help support the Wrestling Code because we need as much support as we can because, guys – I'm telling you right now and I'm not just telling you this because I'm part of the process, but I'm telling you this because I see the process, I see what's going on, and without telling you too much, this is going to be one hell of a wrestling game. I'm so excited for it. Like I haven't been this excited for a game since like Smackdown versus Raw. I mean for real. I mean it's yeah. it's really 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 awesome. There's there's so many really really good wrestlers that haven't even been announced yet that are gonna be in this game. Uh, So many good wrestlers that have been announced. Uh, people that I've gotten to work with now, like you said, like Rob Van Dam, Kurt Angle, are, they're all going to be in the game. They're going to be doing, for the most part, we're trying to get as many people, not everybody, but as many people as we can to do their own motion capture, which means that everything is going to be so unique to these people. And that does, doesn't mean like, you know, they're, they're just going to do their, their finisher and then walk away. No, like these people, they walk in the ring, they stop. They stand there. They hold the ropes. They leave the ring. They leave the ring five different ways. They, they go on the apron five different ways. I mean, there's so many intricate things that they have each player do. I had to do it. Facade, uh, indie wrestler who I'm sure many people know from CZW, uh, OVW, all these places, uh, he's going to be in it. Um, we also have, of course, Rob Van Dam and Kurt Angle did their own motion capture. Uh obviously some of these people are going to be limited and not going to be able to do everything for themselves. You know what I mean? But and there's obviously some people who can't do anything for themselves because some people have passed, some people, you know, they're just they're just past that time in their career. And that's okay because people like me and Zach Ruby, who I was talking about before, we get to go in there and we get to kind of I mean I, quite frankly mark out and and go yeah. in there and, and play around and and i get to be somebody i don't want to give away too much but i get to be another wrestler and i get to do his move set and i get to do the moves for and try and do it justice and i've been studying you know all these different wrestlers and, and trying to act and do their movements exactly like they would to and and it's it's really really cool and it's supposed to be super intricate and the graphics are are just oh my god i mean it's like literally like like looking at a real person just on the screen, it's going to be so awesome. And I'm really, really excited for it. I mean, I've, I, like I said, I've gotten to do so many cool things already with it. Like, you know, I got to work with, with uh, Rob Van Dam all the way out in Las Vegas. I got to take, I got to get kicked in the chest and kicked in the head by Rob Van Dam. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? You know what I mean? That said, that's just so cool. Uh, and let me tell you, his legs are like tree trunks. I mean, they are strong. Very,
0: well, very. What's the, sell- what's the selling point to bringing these guys in?
1: It's, it's because they know, like, I mean, this is the thing. Like, like, I don't I mean, like I said, I don't want to tell you too much. But at the same time, like, like, uh, like, my contract and Rob Van Dam's contract are the same contract. It's the same exact thing. Those people believe in this game so much that they believe that a contract like mine or a contract like theirs is still going to make them the money that they want to make off this game, is still going to make them – they're still going to give them the notoriety, still going to make their characters alive for, for longer and longer. And this is not just Rob Van Damme and Kurt Angle. Like I said, there's so many people that aren't even announced it. I'm like I'm, – I'm ready to burst. I really am. There's I know. So, yeah, you, I see it. I see I, it. stopping myself because there's so many people that I, that I can't mention that I wish that I could just tell you right now. It's gonna be so incredible. I mean, like that like I said, like like one of the biggest things about this game is that there's not gonna be a wrestling code two, wrestling code three, wrestling code four. It's the wrestling code. It's gonna update, it's gonna keep updating, there's gonna be more people added, there's gonna be maybe even people taken out, you never know. But for the for the most part, there's gonna be so many people that you can add to this game, either through DLC updates and so many other options and then there's going to be options to even i mean like i said i can't get too into it but i mean other independent promotions can be joining this game and it's 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 very very cool you know i mean it's uh it's almost like a um like a forbidden door type of uh independent i don't even know how to explain it it's it's I gotcha. so it's going to be so cool And the and the features and the graphics i mean like i said though like i mean the, the selling point is really just Keeping like your character alive in a, in a way that we haven't seen in a long time, like through through great graphics, through great controls. I mean, everything is just so thought out. I mean, the the, the designers, the people who who like the person who just did a couple of my uh, recent designs on pro wrestling tees, actually, um, and another design that I'll be coming out with soon. Uh, they actually hand draw every tattoo like if somebody has a tattoo if somebody has tattoos all over their body this person goes in and hand draws everything for the models of these people on the game and everything's like i mean it's it's very very unique like even a cool little story uh that uh, happened when we were taking because we have you have to take reference photos of each person so we were taking reference photos of Kurt angle when we were with him and they almost forgot about his tattoo, and I remember his tattoo. And he only has one tattoo, and I actually got to hear the story of how he got his tattoo. I never knew like how he got it. I always thought it was weird, this weird-looking blob on his on his back. And I was like, "How did you even get that?" And he goes, yeah. uh, he, "He he said that he got it in high school, and that it was it was his high school mascot. And the tattoo did not come out very good. And uh, it's it's really really funny, but uh, but it was funny because I, I told him I was like don't forget to take the picture of the tattoo. He's like oh I forgot oh. I had that. You know now, can we
0: play this on any any console? going could be like PlayStation Four, uh, Switch.
1: I, I mean right now I don't really know the specifics. I know that they're I mean their last game uh, Mean Green's Plastic Warfare is out on you know it's out on Xbox One, it's out on PlayStation Four, it's out on PC, Switch, everything. So I'm pretty sure he's aiming for the same type of thing, maybe for next gen consoles. But still, he's trying to get on every, you know, platform possible. I mean, you know, so you can play this everywhere. I think that, uh, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I think it might be PC first. But I don't know. I don't know for sure. These are things that I can't answer. I just get beat up. But, yeah. I mean, uh, in the long run, it is going to be so worth the wait. I know a lot of people are like, you know, we want more. We want this. We want that. But, like, you have to realize one thing about it is that it takes time to make a really, really good product. And we'd rather spend the time to give you a really good product than give you something half-assed next month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have to give us the time. And on top of that, because of COVID, they, they wanted to start the motion capture like a year earlier. So you never know. I mean, the game could have been coming out this year, but because of COVID, things set that back. And people have to understand that because because of COVID, a lot of things got set back so people just have to kind of understand that and it's going to be done eventually and when it is done i'm telling you you are going to want to get it off the shelves because it's going to be really really good
0: that's awesome well i want to give you the next minute or two to uh tag out your social media pages your cameo
1: page your instagram and just tell the fans where they can find you yeah well of course you could find me on cameo uh something that uh you can go on there and spend $10 and I'll give you one of the best video messages possible. It's going to be a personalized video message, whatever you want me to say, as long as it's not screwed up, I'll say it for you. Uh, I mean, we also got Twitter and Instagram, of course, at Tony 96, please give me a follow on Twitter guys. I want to tell you, I'm almost at 10,000 followers on Twitter. I really, really appreciate everybody who's followed me thus far. But at 10K, I have a giveaway for you guys. So I need you guys to keep following me on Twitter because at 10K, I really want to give something away to you. So please, 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 please. Get me to 10K. We got a giveaway going for that. And guys, I also want to announce right here, right now, that I didn't forget about you guys. I said that if I was announced for the Virtual Basement Wrestling Code game, that I would, once the game comes out, I'll buy a copy for myself, and I'll buy a copy for a fan, and I'm still going to do that. The fan is going to be picked at random, but I'm not even going to look at my fans until I hit 10K. So, guys, that's another another piece of motive for you. If you guys go to my Twitter, at tonychini 96 there's a giveaway and a chance to win a free copy of The Wrestling Code once it comes out, signed by Tony Chini and probably signed by Francesca as well, because Francesca, I know where she'll be. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys could do that, that would be awesome. You could also follow me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Uh Also follow me on YouTube, uh tony cheney you can just find my channel right there of course uh i just made my return to gts wrestling so you can check that out on youtube as well you never know what can happen next in gts wrestling so uh definitely keep up on that and uh last but not least the the big reveal uh look out next year for my channel which i'm going to be calling blood sweat and fears uh, I'm going to be doing it, obviously, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of horror. I figured Blood, Sweat, and Fears is a good title for that because, you know, we, we put our blood, sweat, and tears into wrestling. The fears comes from the horror. Uh, we got a nice little logo uh, courtesy of Tank by Designs, and uh, thank you to uh, Cage Rhino Designs for doing that. I really appreciate you guys. Got to give you the shout-out. Gave me two awesome logos for this. They also make a lot of my other logos, and I uh, just want to give a shout-out to my Pro Wrestling Tees page where you can get shirts like that. And many more shirts. You can also get the Pro Wrestling Tees page at Wrestling Code. Get this shirt. Support the game. Please keep supporting the game. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Virtual Basement on Twitter. Follow them on Instagram because they're going to be updating that too. And make sure that you're always supporting the Wrestling Code because it's going to be great. And also, of course, support Completely Damaged. Well, dude, I appreciate your time as always, man. You're always a class
0: act. And uh, best of luck in the future. And um, I'm sure I'll be seeing you real soon.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it.
0: Definitely. And remember, fans, don't keep it nice and neat. Keep it completely damaged on moncoradio.com, where music and minds meet.
1: Completely damaged! Completely damaged!